Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated if you would like. Praise the Lord. Wow. Uh, this morning we want to uh, look at Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. And this is one of the uh, main scriptures on the subject of the confession of your faith. Hebrews 13, 15. Um, and it says, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. Uh, where it says giving thanks is actually the same word as the word confession, which you could translate that, and some have translated, confessing unto his name. So you see that your praise and your thanksgiving is a part of your confession of faith. So he says by him, or you could say uh, in Christ, or because of what Jesus has done for, for us, by him, in Christ. In other words, you're conscious of Jesus, what he's done for you. And by him, let us offer, and he calls it the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Now, sometimes we think of the sacrifice, and we think, well, it's something you do when you don't feel like it. And you can include that if you want to. But actually, he's connecting the word sacrifice of praise to Hebrews, the perfect sacrifice. In other words, the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, uh, he is the perfect sacrifice in the book of Hebrews. He said, it is your sacrifice of praise that connects you to Jesus' perfect sacrifice. Amen. I said, it is your sacrifice of praise. And he said, that sacrifice of praise is the fruit of your lips, which means it's, it's not something you can do in your mind. And it's not something you can do just in your heart. It's going to have to come out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. I said, it's going to have to come out of your mouth or your voice. And so he says, by him or in Christ, what he's done for us, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Our praise connects us to the blood of Jesus and to his perfect sacrifice. He says, and we should be doing that continually. All right, come on. How many of y'all can follow instructions? Yeah. Amen. Doesn't say, come on, doesn't say if you feel like it, you know. Doesn't say, you know, if a spiritual person happens to be around. No, it says you do that continually. That would mean on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every day, uh, God designed that the just shall live by faith. In other words, to live by faith, then your faith is going to have to move your mouth. I said, your faith is going to have to get your mouth moving. The authority is actually in your words, in your mouth, in your voice. The victory is in your voice. Amen. I said, the victory is in your voice. And your voice, or you could say your voice print, is one of the uh, uh, individual identities that you have is your voice print. In other words, they say there's no other fingerprint like yours, but there's really no other voice print like yours. So when you lift your voice, and I say your voice is your address in the realm of the spirit. When you lift up your voice, actually the psalmist David said, uh, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. All right, let's try that one more time. What's that? Psalm chapter 5, I think it says, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. In other words, in the morning, I will lift up my voice. In other words, God wants to hear your voice. Amen. Amen. And your voice... Now, money is your address, your voice is your identity, your voice is your authority, your voice is your victory, your voice is your faith, so you cannot be silent and have victory in your life, a life of faith. You have to lift your voice. So if you were around my house, my mama, she practiced, she practiced Hebrews 13, 15. She practiced it on a daily basis, and that means not just in the afternoon, in the morning, at noon, and in the evening, she's going to be practicing that verse right there continually. So you could hear her walking around the house, start off in the morning with her pink robe, and she had a robe, and she had a little cup of coffee. She'd sit in the recliner, had her Bible open, and she'd be going through the scripture early in the morning, and then you could hear her going, praise God. My mama, I kind of have a voice, kind of like my mama, a deep voice. So my mama, she'd go, praise God, praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Then the highest kind of pray is she would begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, which Paul says, you give thanks well. Did you know that? By praying in the Holy Ghost, he said, you give thanks well. So that's a form of your praise by praying in the Holy Spirit. So my mama, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody said, well, is, is that necessary? Well, I don't know. I mean, the Bible said it is. So you can argue with the Bible if you want, but you'd be better off just doing what the Bible said. Amen. And so continually means, come on, start off in the morning when you're doing your Facebook video, start off in the morning and go, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I'm walking down the sidewalk with my little stroller right now. <laughs> praise the Lord, hallelujah. You need to put your makeup on and get happy, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to tell you all who does that, but anyway, so praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen. And so that, that is really your obeying Hebrews 13, 15, and definitely it will probably irritate somebody. Y'all know what I mean? I said it'll irritate somebody. Because there's some, some carnal person in your life that thinks that's unnecessary. Yeah. That's not necessary. So my mama was what you'd call a um, first responder in church. When she would receive the word, she's like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And sometimes she would take it to the next level and she'd start rejoicing or run around the church or, or she'd get full of joy. So uh, the Bible says that joy comes from the answer of your mouth. So if you get up in the morning, you're not very happy, your mouth is going to turn your day. Amen. So you start praising God. Magnify the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And lift your voice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is that necessary? Well, he says it is necessary. So my daddy would say, somebody would come to him when my mama would get a little too happy and run around the church and they'd say, is all that necessary? He said, I don't think that's necessary. And my daddy would say, it's not necessary unless it's necessary. While they're trying to figure that out, Mama would finish running around the church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the Lord had delivered her from darkness and depression when she was a young lady, and she never went back to that place of darkness and depression. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through the, through the spoken word, through studying, meditating the word, speaking the word, and praising God on a daily basis. No matter what happened, praise the Lord. She's going to be doing that. Hebrews 13, 15. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all need to practice that, you know, like, come on. Practice it all day. Uh, and go, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You don't, you don't have to get real loud, but you got to use your voice. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord, amen. All right, praise the Lord. So go over to Romans chapter 4. You're going to see Abraham. You're going to see his faith in Romans chapter 4. And, um, you know, we can quote much of that, but it's also good to, to look at it and get it before your eyes as well as just to quote it. So Romans chapter 4 talks here about Abraham's faith in Romans chapter 4 and uh, verse um, 16, Romans 4, 16. It says, therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all the seed, and not, to, not only to those who are of the law, but also those which are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So here he says, really, Abraham is the spiritual father of the whole faith family. In other words, you follow, it says in verse 12, you and I as, as believers walk in the steps of faith of our father Abraham. That's Romans 4.12. Steps. So faith has certain steps, doesn't it? So it says we walk in the same steps of our father Abraham, the same steps of faith. Amen. So sometimes people, you know, I went to Bible college four years and they used to get a lot of people confused. But uh, I, they wanted to say, well, faith is not a formula. I said faith is absolutely a formula. It has exact steps that you take if you're going to live by faith. Well, one of those steps is you're going to have to get your mouth moving. Amen. Amen. But you can also see that sometimes people argue nowadays about tithing, and they'll say, well, tithing was under the law, but actually Abraham was the first tither. 
Let's try that one more time. Abraham was the first tither. So you have to be careful who you watch on television telling you you don't have to tithe. Because, uh, I mean, I was raised among some great giants of faith. Uh, my dad, my grandpa, Dad Hagen, come on, and, and Brother Copeland, all of those people, they believe in tithing. Come on, they're not all mistaken in one knothead right. Are y'all still here? In other words, tithing, the, the tithe, it says Abraham as the first tither, says that's how he got blessed was being a tither. Amen. And then in Hebrews 7, it says here that Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. And here today, that's Hebrews 7. That's New Testament last time I checked. Hebrews chapter 7 says here men that die receive tithes, but there Jesus receives it and it witnesses that he's alive. Well, that's a great Easter message, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Now, don't just go to church. Be a tither. That's the best witness that Jesus is alive is when you tithe, you're saying, I believe Jesus is alive and he is my high priest and my tithe goes right from here straight to him. Hallelujah. And he uses it for his ministry. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so you're walking in the steps of Abraham when you're a tither. And God made Abraham rich. Amen. So that's before the law. I didn't make that point yet. All right. So Abraham was the first tither before the law. So tithing was not instituted under the law. Amen. So tithing is the steps of faith of Abraham. Praise the Lord. So every time when you tithe, when you are a tither, right, right, 10%, and we know the Bible teaches tithes and offerings, right? So he said, you robbed me in tithes and offerings. So apparently you could be strict tither, you know, gross, net, $29.37. You know, don't take God to the next dollar, you know. And so, so you'd be a strict tither. But if you really understand generosity, you say, I, I believe in tithing, but I also believe in offering. So, so my daddy said you can tithe on what you make or tithe on what you want to make. I just listened to my daddy. I was just a teenager. I started tithing on what I wanted to make. You say, why? Because I was only making a dollar an hour. <laughs> you know, my first job, well, not my first job, but my first job as kind of an adult, you know, uh, 17 years old, my first job, I worked for a mechanic. You ever worked for a mechanic? Yeah, you need to do that sometime. I worked for a mechanic, and his name was Slim. And Slim had the biggest nose I have ever seen on the planet Earth. I mean, I don't know. He had a giant nose. So uh, he would make me get under the car uh, to take parts off, and then he would lean over the top of the car, and it'd be cold in that, in that garage, and his, his nose would drip right down, <laughs> land on me underneath that car, and I'm getting the parts off. Then once I got the parts off, I had to go put them like in gasoline to clean the grunge off so that he could repair it. So that was my job. So I had cuts all over my hands and knocked my thumb off, actually. But you can see, no, I didn't. I got that cut off when I was one year old. My older brother helped me do that. I've always appreciated that. Anyway, so my older brother helped me. <laughs> so here, here, I, here, I was working on, working on cleaning these parts, and I got one dollar an hour. So I was, you know, finishing up school, so I could only work maybe 20, 30 hours a week, and so I'd get, you know, dollar an hour, and so I'd go to church. He said, "Tithe on what you make, or tithe on what you want to make." I said, "Well." I sure ain't planning on living the rest of my life <laughs> on $25 to $30 a week. So $3 tied, then I'd give another $3 offering. It only costs like $5 to fill your car up, you know, back in those days. So, so I $3 tied. I gave $3 offering, right? right? What is that? That's 20% tied on what I want to make. So I practiced that, and then if they had a special offering, I just gave the whole thing. You say, what happened? Well, I don't know. I just went broke. You never heard of me again. No. <laughs> no. No, that's the blessing of the Lord. I'd rather have the blessing of the Lord than anything in the whole world. Amen. And so that blessing goes right with you being a tither. But being a tither means more than just 10%. Being a tither means you know what the tithe represents. That's why I teach on it. Amen. So you can make a choice. You say, well, you know. People say, well, do I have to tithe to go to heaven? I said, well, I'm not in charge of that. 
But I sure wouldn't want to go to hell over 10% or anything. <laughs> they said, you're trying to scare me. No, I don't know. I just said I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> you don't want to be in hell burning and say, no, I've gone in for another $3. I could have gone to heaven. So, so the time... <laughs> The Bible says it's holy, belongs to the Lord. Actually, in the Old Testament, if you took the tithe and spent it yourself, God required you to pay 20%. That's in the Old Testament. So, in other words, you're using God's money on yourself, and he said you have to pay 20% on that. So, you might as well get a tithe up first. It's cheaper. Amen. So, so are y'all still here? Y'all getting really quiet in here. Now, y'all must have been watching TV too much. So, uh, uh, walking in the steps of Abraham, the faith of Abraham, and we know tithing is one of those steps. I mean, tithing is an act of faith. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You're saying God's the source. Amen. So, Abraham, we're going to walk in his steps, but now let's go on out of Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Amen. All right, y'all want to read that again? Romans 4, 17. As it is written, God said, I have made thee a father of many nations. That's so I like to say God will call you things. There's no evidence it exists. All right, let's try that one more time. That's the way faith works. He calls things which be not as though they were. So God will call you things. There's just no evidence that exists. And make you agree with him to bring that to pass. So Abraham had to introduce himself as what? I'm a father of many. How many kids you got? None. Right? He said, what are you doing? I'm agreeing with God. They said, no, you're a liar. He said, well, the problem is God can't lie. And I'm just agreeing with him. Amen. So, excuse me, the same with Gideon. The angel came and called Gideon what? You're a mighty man of valor. And Gideon's like, there is no evidence that exists at all. I, I, I belong to the worst tribe. I belong to the worst family in the worst tribe. And I'm the worst kid in the worst family in the worst tribe. How many of y'all know what that's like? No, nobody honest here. So, anyway, so... Worst kid, worst family, worst tribe, living in a hole in the ground. Angel shows up and says what? You are. Notice he didn't say you have great potential. <laughs> Notice he didn't say someday you're going to be something. No, all those are nice things you can tell people, but God's a little bit different. He said you are. I'm going to call you who you are. You are a mighty man of valor right now. That's who you are. And finally, Gideon had to agree with God, and then he walked right into everything God said he would. Amen? So God does what? Calls things, which what? Be not as though they were. I heard Dad Hagen say, this is the most difficult facet of faith of everything about faith. Let's try it one more time. In other words, if you want to understand the most difficult facet of faith, it is that verse right there. Calling things which be not as though they were. Praise the Lord. Amen. How do you want to start calling some things that be not as though they were? Woo! Just agreeing with the Word of God. Amen. Calling yourself strong and healthy. Amen. And blessed. Calling yourself who the scripture says you are in Christ. Amen. So he called things with be not as though they were. And then he says in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So it says when it looked, one translation says when it looked impossible, Abraham believed what? It's possible. Yeah. Well, against hope, he believed in hope. So shall thy seed be. And then verse 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded what he had promised he is able to perform. Wow. Praise, the Praise the Lord. Y'all still here? 
Amen. So we studied this in Bible college. And so we're talking about faith and how faith works. And so one of my professors pointed out, he said, actually in the Greek, it says that Abraham considered his own body. See in verse 19, Abraham being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. In King James, other translations say he considered his own body. All right, so we have to do another study. So I did another study, found out that the literal Greek said it this way. Abraham considered his own body, and then he considered it not. So if you're not going to consider your own body, what are you going to consider? Hebrews chapter 3 says, consider Jesus. Consider him. That's where your confession comes out of turning your eyes to him. So once you've studied your problem, now start studying your promise. Y'all see, in other words, I considered him, and really the word considered him means that I turned my eyes to him and I started studying him. In other words, you don't want to know more about your problem than you do about your promise. And some people will study their problem now. They'll start studying it. Well, they'll, they'll get somebody with a PhD to help them understand their problem. Well, that's all right. Nothing wrong with that. But once you considered it, consider it not and turn your eyes to the promises of God and start calling things which be not as though they were. Praise the Lord. So it says, Abraham, being not weak in faith. In other words, if you keep considering the problem and you keep staring at the problem, it makes you weak in your faith. So it says, he was not weak in faith, and it says this, and it says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God. Very interesting, isn't that? He staggered not. So Lillian B. Yeomans has great little books, if you've ever seen them or read Lillian B. Yeomans' book. You can, I think you can order them. It used to, it was like four Little books, Christ, the, what's one of them called? Uh, the, the Great Physician, four little books. The Bomb and Gilead is one of my favorite ones. So four little books of Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans. Very simple teaching on faith and how faith works. Actually, I'm going to read a quote from her in a second. So Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, and you can get the four little books, or you can actually just, now you can get all four in one book now. So uh, she said in her book, we need more Stagger knots. Will you dare to be a stagger knot? Not an astronaut, a stagger knot. A stagger knot means Abraham received the promise of God and he staggered not at that promise. And there was a process it took before that promise came to pass, but he staggered not at that promise. So imagine if you have exceeding great and precious promises that sometimes you look at it and that seems almost too good to be true. And how could that ever happen to you? How could it ever happen at your house? And you stagger not at the problem, you staggered at the promise. You saw the promise, you went, don't look like that's ever going to work out for me. Now it says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, he went from being weak in faith to being strong in faith, giving glory to God, giving glory to God, giving glory to who? Giving glory to God, giving glory to God, giving glory to God. He gave glory to God. Amen. He gave glory to God. So one translation says, he kept on praising God before it ever happened. Let's try that one more time. He just kept on praising God with the promise before it ever happened. He just kept on praising God. He's not staggering. Come on. He's praising God. How often? Continually praising God, giving glory to God. Amen. And he became what? Strong in faith. There's some promises you just cannot receive if you are weak in faith. Let's just try somebody over here. In other words, I mean, there's some exceeding great and precious promises that if you're weak in faith, you'll never grasp it. You'll never get a hold of it. You'll never take the steps to possess that promise. 
Then Abraham, praise God, glory to God, became strong in faith, giving glory to God. And what's it say? He's fully persuaded. If God said it, come on, he is well able to perform it. Wow. Woo, praise the Lord. All right, now, praise God. There's a bunch more here, but jump over to Hebrews 11, 11, because this is kind of one of my favorite verses, because Hebrews chapter 11, and we talk a lot about Abraham's faith, but Hebrews 11, 11, and it says, by faith, in Hebrews 11, the faith chapter, by faith, how many times? Uh, 20 times. Here's a through faith, if you have a King James Version. Hebrews 11, 11, and it says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Wow. All right, let's try it one more time. So we talk about the faith of Abraham, but if you have a baby, Sarah's going to have to be involved here. Right? So Sarah, past age, that's what it says, it's past age. It's too late, so to speak. Impossible, so to speak. Y'all still here? Past age. Come on, you're going to have to give her a little bit of credit here because it says, by faith. Everybody say, by faith. by faith. She positioned herself by faith to receive strength. So apparently her faith in God and strength went into every molecule cell in her body and changed her body from being past age to being able to conceive a child. That's a miracle, isn't it? That's a miracle. How did she do that? She says through faith. Here's what it said. Through faith, she judged him faithful who had promised. All right, let's try that one more time. She did what? By faith, she judged God faithful. Come on. Case closed. <laughs> In other words, instead of trying to figure everything out, she said, God is faithful. And by faith, I lay hold upon his promise. I receive strength to conceive. She judged him faithful. In other words, in every situation, you are the judge and the jury. And you either judge God faithful or you judge your problem impossible. So what are you going to do when you judge him faithful? Well, how many scriptures do we have on the faithfulness of God? Tell them De De Deuteronomy chapter 7 real quickly here. Man, this is, this is just one of my favorite scriptures, Deuteronomy chapter 7. And here's what it says. Uh, I'm going to have to read some of this here, Deuteronomy chapter 7. And uh, I'm going to put on my glasses, not because I need them, but because the light is so bad in here. So Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 7. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7. Can you all find Deuteronomy chapter 7? How many of y'all can say Deuteronomy five times real fast? <laughs> See that, that? You step right over there to praying in the Holy Ghost. All right. So Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. <laughs> verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. You got that? He says, all right, I'm going to read a little fast. Y'all with me here? He says, for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Verse 7, the Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number, number than any people. You were the fewest of all people. Verse 8, and because the Lord loved you. Let's try it one more time. Because he loved you. Because he loved you and because he would keep his covenant or his oath, which he had sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand, redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Look at verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy unto them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. 
Wow, I like that. That the Lord thy God, he's the almighty God. He is a faithful God. He keeps his covenant and mercy to a thousand generations. Woo, man. Amen. He's a faithful God. He's keeping his covenant. Amen. And then he says in verse uh, 12, he says, Wherefore it shall come to pass that if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he sware unto thy fathers. Verse 13. And he will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land, thy corn, the wine, thy oil, the increase of thy kind, the flock of thy sheep, the land which he sware unto thy fathers. Verse 14. And thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female that are barren among among you, among your cattle, and the Lord shall take away from you all sickness. Whoa. The Lord will take away from you all sickness and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt upon you. In other words, wow, God is faithful. What an amazing chapter that is. Y'all just thank God. So God is faithful. Amen. He is a God of great mercy. Amen. He takes away from me all sickness and every disease. Praise the Lord. He is faithful. Hallelujah. And man, I got a covenant with the almighty God. Woo, I got a blood covenant and God is faithful. Hallelujah. I judge him faithful. He watches his word to perform it. Glory to God. He is a mighty God. He's the almighty God. He's my father God. He is a faithful God. Great is thy faithfulness. You are unchanging. Hallelujah. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness. Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. Now turn to Psalms 89 real quick. Psalms 89. Psalms 89. Amen. Verse 20. Psalms 89, verse 20. Can you find that just uh, quickly here? Psalms 89, verse 20. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Psalm 89, verse 20, verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established, mine arm also shall strengthen him. Verse 22. The enemy shall not exact upon him. Now the son of wickedness afflict him. Come on, when you got that kind of blood covenant going on, he said the enemy shall not exact upon him. What does that mean, exact? Well, he'll not get an exact shot at him. In other words, the enemy may shoot at him, but God's going to make sure he never gets a beat on him. Come on, you may have some adversity. You say, but devil, you missed. Come on, I say, devil, you missed. I say, you missed. He ain't going to get a clear shot at me. And then he says, the enemy will not exact upon him, son of the wickedness afflict him. Look at verse 23. And he said, and I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. Man, your enemy's got some problems, don't they? God said, I'm going to have a beat down. That sounds like that wrestling group, you know, that's so we're going to have a beat down tonight. So he said, I'm going to have a beat down. I'm going to whoop your foes right in front of you. You're going to see him get beat down. And a plague, those that hate him. Look at verse 24. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. God said, my faithfulness. My mercy shall be with him. Look at verse 25. I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand upon the rivers. Verse 26. He shall cry unto me, thou art my father. You are my God. You are the rock of my salvation. Woo, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, I need to talk to the Lord like this. Say, Lord, Lord, come on. I cry unto you. You're my father. You're my God. You're the rock of my salvation. Verse 27. Also, I'll make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Look at verse 28. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. Look at the next verse. And his seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. Wow. He's his children. Now he's talking about your children. Come on, your grandchildren. And then he says in verse 30, and if his children forsake my law, walk not in my judgments, if they break my commandments, keep not my commandments, then I will visit their transgression with a rod. In other words, God said, I will correct them. I believe God's big enough to handle that. Yeah. Amen. God said, I will correct them. Right? But he said, I'm not going to let the enemy do it. 
Amen. He said, I will correct him. Look at verse 33. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail him. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. Boy, y'all ought to get happy right there. Amen. God said, my loving kindness, my tender mercies will always be with them, and I will not allow my faithfulness to fail them, and my covenant I will not break. I will not alter the thing that has gone out of my mouth. It will never change for your children, your grandchildren, to a thousand generations because of the blood covenant. My faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Woo. My loving kindness will never depart from them. Come on, even if you miss it, God said, I'll, I'll correct you, but I'll never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. My faithfulness will stay with you. Woo. And if anybody else attacks you, he said, I'll beat them down right in front of you. Man, you better be careful when you're talking bad about somebody that's got a covenant with God. You better be careful. Say, man, now, you don't want to get no beat down over that. Amen. Amen. My faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Great. Great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did you know they actually won the battle, 2 Chronicles 20? One of my favorite lines in the Bible. Y'all still with me here? One of my favorite lines in the Bible. It says, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against their enemies. In other words, they weren't even finished. They just got started. <laughs> Come on, you ought to tell somebody, say, I just got started praising the Lord. I mean, I'm just started. I, I'm not finished. I just got started. God said, as soon as you got started, I began to fight your battle for you. As soon as you got started praising the Lord, as soon as you lifted up your voice and started magnifying the Lord, the God said, I will set ambushments against your enemies while you're praising the Lord. And it says they were three days gathering the spoil. Three days. And God changed the name of that valley to the valley of blessing. I don't know what kind of valley you've been in, but God will change the name of the whole valley if you'll start praising God and lifting up your voice and magnifying the Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God, great, great, great is your faithfulness, oh Lord. Great is your faithfulness, your loving kindness, your tender mercies. Woo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness. Woo. Uh, Y'all sit down, sit down, sit down. That's exactly the way it ought to be. The pastor ought to have to make you sit down. You ought to just keep praising so much. Pastor says, stop, 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 I'm not finished. Most churches say, come come on, start something, would you? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. So, to, to, to come to this conclusion, your praise, your voice, magnifying, his covenant, magnifying his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. And so that's where I got this article. I've had it for years. You can see it's almost like torn in half, and my notes are on every side of it. And uh, this came out of Dr. Lillenby Yeoman's book, and it's called The Praise Cure. How many of y'all know about The Praise Cure? I've probably preached it here before, but y'all hadn't been practicing, so I had to do it again. So, <laughs> praise cure. How many of you need a reminder sometimes? The praise cure. The praise cure. Well, you know the story about the missionary that was uh, treating uh, people that had smallpox. 
she had not been vaccinated, but she was standing on the scripture, Psalm 91. The way this story tells, she was standing on Psalm 91 that no plague would come nigh her dwelling. And so she's treating people that are, uh, have smallpox and they are contagious. And she's standing on Psalm 91. And then smallpox broke out on her body, the most, the most difficult case. And uh, just incurable. Went to the hospital. The doctors said if she lived, she would be disfigured for life. And so they said she got there in the hospital, and the Lord showed her a balance. Y'all remember this? Two buckets, come on. Two buckets and a balance. One bucket was half full, and that was her praising. The other bucket was full, and that was what she called her testing or her problem. In other words, smallpox bucket was loaded down, full. Her problems, full. And her praise basket was only half full, so it was lifted up here. So the Lord showed her that vision and said, and when you fill up your praise basket, it will lift your problem basket off of you. That's the vision she saw. In other words, here you've got incurable disease now. So you're going to have to fill up your praise basket. She called it the praise cure. So she said, um, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I was standing on your promise, and I got the disease. So let me just ask you this. How many of you have ever been standing on a promise and get just exactly the opposite? We got one honest person. Have you had that experience in your life? I mean, you're standing on a certain scripture, and you're, uh, from all appearances, you're getting just the opposite of what that scripture said. So she said, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I'm standing on your word, and I got the same thing, the promise promise didn't work for me. And the Lord said, told her, he said, praise me for my faithfulness to my word. All right, so that's that's all the Lord told her. You're going to have to fill up the praise basket, and here's what you do. He said, praise me for my faithfulness to my word. Praise the Lord. Y'all hear that? You write that down? Here's your praise cure. Praise him because of his faithfulness to his word. Let's try it one more time. Praise him because his covenant he will not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of his mouth. Praise him for his loving kindness and his tender mercies. Praise him for his faithfulness. Great is our faithfulness. Oh, come on. Even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, I said, even when we don't do our part, he remains faithful. He is faithful. He cannot deny himself or his blood covenant to a thousand generations. Praise in him for his faithfulness to his word. And praise him until you get your praise basket filled. Praise him. That means this lady, if you know the story here, this lady, she started praising God. And she praised God so much that the whole hospital, was the, the, that whole area of the hall was ringing out with this one woman there praising God for his faithfulness to his word. She praised him in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. The doctors warned her that awful complications would take place. So she praised him louder. They told her, you need to be quiet. So she praised him louder. And they said they had, didn't have enough help to restrain her. So the other nurses actually started joining in with her, praising God. And they got the whole place ringing, praising and mad. 
magnifying the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you for the blood covenant and the power of the blood of Jesus that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Come on, we are redeemed from that curse. Praise the Lord. By his stripes we are healed. Come on, we are blessed coming in and blessed going out. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Praise him in the morning. Praise him with a loud voice. Praise him with music. Praise him with instruments. Praise him and magnify the Lord. Can you fill up that praise basket? <laughs> Come on, praise the Lord a while. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can't hear your voice. Praise the Lord. Woo! Great is our faithfulness. Woo! Praise God. Come on. Praise the Lord. And so she sang and she sang. Come on, even if you can't sing, you can sing. She sang and she sang and she came in. Trina talked about me this morning because I was in that hotel. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. How many of you wake up mad sometimes? I mean, man, if I'm traveling a lot, I get wake up tired and I wake up and I'm, what am I, I'm in this hotel here. I'm in a, a 6,000 hotel in the last 50 years. I ought to be home in my own bed, hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you ever had that thought come to your mind? I, that comes to me, I'm like, and the Holy Spirit, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Man, the Holy Spirit will rise up on the inside of you. And guess what he started singing? Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Come on, get the griping out of your life and the complaining out and start singing about great is thy faithfulness, O oh Lord. Amen. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So she sang and sang, praise and praise. They tried to get her quiet, so she just got louder. The Lord had shown her the vision of the two baskets. One was her praising half full. The other, which was her testing, it was full. Her songs and her shouts were so spirit-filled that the other nurses started joining in. And she praised and praised and praised. And it says this, until the Lord showed her the vision that her praise basket was full and overflowing. When that praise basket got full and overflowing, she saw the praise basket sink, and then she saw the smallpox, she called it the testing basket, rise in the air. And in a moment, as it seemed, the eruption, all attendant symptoms vanished, left no trace, not even a single scar. Come on, I don't know what's messed around with your life, but you start magnifying the faithfulness of God. There won't even be one scar left. I said there won't be one scar left of anything that has damaged your life. Great is our faithful. Praise the Lord. No more scar, no more damage. Come on, vanished away, moved out of the way. Praise the Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Nobody else is going to fill your praise basket for you. You got to fill your own praise basket. Come on. Your pastor can't do it. Evangelist can't do it. You got to fill your own praise basket at your house. Come on. In your car. Praise the Lord. I got to fill my own basket. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. Ah, uh, just one more little part here. Little B. Yeoman says, yes, the praise cure works every time. It is not unpleasant. Rather, it is delightful. It is not expensive because the cost has been met for us by Christ. Amen. Jesus paid it all. Yeah. And it's available. I said it's available. Yeah. 
Every moment, anytime, it's available. It's available. And then she says, are you ready to begin? She says, the last cause of 1 Peter 1.8 tells us how to begin. Yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wow. Just believe what God says that Jesus has done for you, body, soul, and spirit. Let's try it again. Spirit, soul, and body. Come on. Spirit, soul, and body. Your soul is your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions, your body. Come on. Your physical being. Believe what Jesus has done for you. Spirit, soul, and body and go free, hallelujah, and live free and live blessed because of what Jesus has done, spirit, soul, and body. Then she says, think about it, meditate on it, talk about it, sing about it, shout about it, and the praise cure has begun. You do not take it once a year, but you have to take it all the time. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I say, I'm taking the praise cure. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm taking my medicine. Hallelujah. Praise cure. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Christ has redeemed me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Praise the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Woo! Lift your hands up. Great is thy faithfulness, oh God. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, in the morning, I lift up my voice. At noon, I lift up my voice. I magnify the Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Christ has redeemed us. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just heard the Holy Ghost say he'll not only watch over his word that is written, but he'll go beyond his word. That he will do exceeding and abundantly and above all you can imagine, ask, or think. Those things you haven't even petitioned him for. That he has a plan. He has more. And so, reach to no nombre. And equivisto no nombre. And make all of us she For he will horacaraha and all basabo. And he will sabashi likinda otabe e kuyalapa. So, stand upon the word and declare my faithfulness to my word, saith the Lord. For I will perform everything I have promised, so do not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but strong in faith, giving glory to God, fully persuaded that what I have performed, I will bring it to pass, saith the Lord. So magnify and rejoice in my word. Rejoice over my word. Magnify the Lord and declare his faithfulness to a thousand generations and do not be silent or do not be quiet about it, for I'm well able to not only do what I've said, but to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could even ask or think to go beyond that into new blessing and new territory, for there is more that is ahead for you. There is much more that I've provided for you, so stand upon the word and go forward, and you will possess the land and possess the promises of God, and the faithfulness of God shall be evident to you and to your children and to your your children's children, all the blood covenant and the power of that blood has delivered you from the hand of the enemy and now my loving kindness shall be in demonstration to you and to your family. Woo, lift your hands up. Thank God. I plead the blood. Praise God. Great is our faithfulness, O Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, open your mouth wide. Come on. God ordained strength come out of my mouth. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Woo, praise the Lord. Fill up your praise basket, hallelujah. Fill up, fill up your praise basket. Glory to God. Ha, 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 ha. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I hear the Holy Ghost say that your praise is a substance. 
perform mm-hmm. your miracle. Yes. So you must lift up your voice. You must lift up your l- voice and open your mouth. And with your own mm-hmm. lips, he creates the fruit mm-hmm. of your lips. And offer to him mm-hmm. exceeding mm-hmm. and continual praise. Mm-hmm. Because it is the substance that he will use woo, to perform the Amen. impossible. Amen. Uh-huh. Praise uh-huh. the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Your praise, amen, gives substance to your faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise him in the morning. Praise him in the afternoon. Praise him in your house. Praise him in your car. Come on, praise him at church. Come on, praise him when times are tough. Praise him when you're believing his word. Praise him for his promises. Praise him. Hallelujah. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. You can ask or think glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Great. Great is our faithfulness. Come on. Great is our faithfulness, oh Lord. Great is my faithfulness. But God is faithful. Woo! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. When they began to praise God. The scripture says in Psalms that when you're praising God, the earth will yield its increase. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to see increase, don't be complaining. Come on, start praising. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Come on, don't be frustrated. Come on, but give substance to your faith. Come on, with praise and thinking about the word and praising over that word. Amen. Declaring that word, agreeing with the word. Praise the Lord. And you have, what's it say in Psalms 149 or something? It says, this honor have all of his saints. The high praises of God in their mouth. And it said, it will bind kings with chains. Psalms 149, I think it is. It's 150, both of those. And it says, so it says, uh, let everything have breath, praise the Lord. And so God's given you this authority, this honor. That Eve, each individual, amen, corporately, but also each individual, that you have that authority. Now, exercise that authority. Come on, nobody else can do it for you. You can call people and say, pray for me. That's fine. But sooner or later, you're just going to have to use your own authority. Amen? Lift up your own voice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to say something? No matter how you feel, praise the Lord. Because um, you praise. Praise. I just feel like a vehicle uh, that takes you from here to there. And as long as we sit silent, hmm. as long as we just, you know, hmm. we are stuck. Yeah. And it's not God doing it. It's hmm. not God making us be stuck. Hmm. It's our choice to get our mouth and our heart stirred up like this. Oh my goodness, this message just stirred me up. Do you, do you, I want some things. Yeah. Amen. I, I am believing God for some things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. And it's going to have to take God to fix it. Come on. Amen. <laughs> but we got God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I want to stay parked. I don't want to just stay in. Mm. Oh, mm. I just. Praise. Praise. Get in the vehicle. Praise. Get it going. There's more. There is more. Praise the Lord. There's more. More, 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 more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. He needs our praise to work with. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, 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 thank you, Lord, praise the Lord, amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I don't know, but I believe Jesus is saying, come on, praise me. Come on, praise me. Amen. Come on, praise, praise me. Praise, praise me. I'm faithful to my word. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise Amen. me. Come on, do some praising. Come praise him Amen. for his faithfulness to his word. Wow. He loves you. Woo, he's given you his promise. Praise he will not fail you. Hallelujah, today is a turning point. Glory to God. Praise him. Praise him for his faithfulness to his word. Hallelujah, your voice, your voice, he hears your voice. He hears your voice. And with your voice, he comes to you. Praise him. He's faithful. He's great. He is mighty. He has not forgotten what he has spoken to you. He's not forgotten your prayer. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. His hand is not short. His strength is not abated. He is strong. He is able. Hallelujah. Oh, and he needs you. Ha 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Your faithfulness and your urgency and your prayer, Hallelujah, causes things to fit together into a plan that He is working and it's greater than you know. And so, be faithful in your praise, ha ha, and be overflowing with joy and speak His word back to Him because He will work with that. To perform the impossible. Yeah. Woo. Amen. Amen. Woo. Amen. <laughs> His word will not return to him void. Amen. Amen. In other words, you got it, but when it returns to him, it's going to bring results. Amen. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Uh, well, sit down a minute. We're going to receive an offering for the meetings here. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Uh, If you're making a check, you can make it to the church here. Um, If for some reason you made it out to MHM, you can put it in the offering. But praise the Lord. Uh, Offerings go towards uh, just getting the word out. Amen. Distributing the word. Praise the Lord. And you're a part of it. Amen. So your giving becomes a part of it. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word of God communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. So this is instruction from the apostle Paul that says when you and I have been taught in the word, we have received instruction in the word. Uh, Communicate, um, other translations say, in all good things, share all good things with your teacher or where you receive the word from. Share all good things means to whatever degree you have been blessed, the significance of the blessing, amen. I said the significance of that word in my life. So now I'm going to share all good things. Praise the Lord. I don't know, do you have an amplified up there or not? The amplified is pretty good. In other words, uh, Paul, I don't think you could ever accuse Paul of trying to manipulate anyone for money. I believe what Paul is saying is when you receive the word or you receive revelation knowledge, when you share back where you receive that revelation from, I believe the word goes from information to revelation. In other words, you know, you'll, you'll see sometimes people think they can come in, get a sermon, sneak out, you know, before the offering. But you, you can steal information, you just can't steal revelation. Only God unlocks revelation. And I believe he unlocked it to the value 
to the degree that you value that. I said to the degree that you value it. And so when you give back, you're saying, I value the word of the Lord. I want to be a blessing. Hallelujah. And the Bible says you could do that in more than one place. <laughs> Amen. And so when you're giving, you need to understand it's really more than just a money thing, but it will affect how you receive the word. That makes sense. Yeah. Amen. So I believe that's what Paul's talking about. Let's pray together. Uh, if you're making out a check, take it off and envelope, all that stuff. Uh, you can give this morning. If you'll be back tonight, you can give tonight. Father God, thank you for your blessing. We receive your word. Thank you for a word in due season. Thank you, you give us a word in due season, right on time. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word working mightily in our lives. Lord, we give together so that word can grow and multiply and be a blessing all over the world in our generation so that word can grow and multiply. And we are partners together with the distribution of your word. And that word works mightily in our lives, in our families. In Jesus' name, everybody shout amen. 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 God bless you as you give. Praise the Lord. Wow. So somebody tell me something you learned this morning. In the mornings, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a, a little time that you can tell me something you learned this morning in one sentence or less. Amen. <laughs> something you learned this morning. You want to come down here? Praise the Lord. Anybody want to raise your hand and say something I learned this morning or the Lord reminded me of something that I may have forgotten? Pastor Tim. It's come to you, return to him is when you get the, 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 the promise to work. Came to you, now return it back to him. Yes, who else? Yes, ma'am. The power of praising God and just focusing on his faithfulness. Yeah. It's all about the blood and his faithfulness. Amen. It's his faithfulness. That's the power. Yes, ma'am. Keeping praise continually. He said. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. When? Continually. continually. How many of y'all know what continually is? Yes. It's just continually. Amen. <laughs> All the time. Anybody else? Uh, did anybody raise your hand over here? Yeah. Um, don't let age hold you back. If Sarah received strength to receive, have a baby. Ain't that right, you know? When, when, when they thought she was too old. That's right. Uh, they thought she's too old for that. So don't let your age and what other people think about your age, come on, or what Amen. you think about your age, don't let to hold you back from the promises of God. Amen. God can do miracles for people that other people say, oh, they're past it. They're past their prime already. Oh, man, your best years hadn't even happened yet. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because Sarah did what? She judged him faithful, that yeah. promise. She's quite a woman herself. Amen. A woman of faith. Amen. Uh, anybody else want to say anything? Praise the Lord. Everybody happy? Hey, I just want to go to lunch. Huh? Praise connects us. His sacrifice of praise connects us to Jesus' sacrifice. Yeah, the sacrifice of praise does not necessarily mean I'm just doing something I don't feel like doing. It just means my sacrifice of praise connects me to his sacrifice of his blood. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Magnify the Lord. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, y'all are looking better already. Praise the Lord. Amen. Look at somebody and say, you're looking better already. I was kind of concerned about you when you first came in. You're doing better already. And we'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock. Be blessed and praise God all day long. Hallelujah.